Hi everyone and welcome to our final Playmakers of this year as uh, Justin Marshall and myself have discussed this All Black Tour for the last uh, five weeks or so here in Australia and uh, Justin, I guess we need to uh, address what happened in the final match and boy what an improvement. Yeah it certainly wasn't as bad wasn't it and uh, when you think about the tour in its entirety it was always going to be difficult for the All Blacks um, being away from home and these unusual circumstances uh, that they arrived into Australia with. Uh, adjusting to that and adjusting to the fact that we're you know having to sort of be in a COVID world and empty stadiums so uh, you, you looked at then the South Africa pulling out and how that would affect them, uh, double headers that, that <laughs> eventually didn't happen um, but uh, you know the, the upset obviously against Argentina threw a real spanner in the works and um, it obviously for two weeks really played on their mind uh, and we certainly got a response yesterday, there's no doubt about that, which, which was brilliant because I think that's what they were after. Uh, they had two weeks to think about it um, and sometimes two weeks to think about it can make you stale and uh, not that hungry, but man, they were hungry yesterday and put in a complete performance. That final response that you talked about, is that, was that all about attitude, do you think? Um, I certainly think that there was a lift in physicality, uh, attitude, they gritted their teeth a little bit more. Um, I, I don't think that they were ambushed by Argentina, like Argentina always play the way they do and anybody that's played them before in a test match will tell you that they're, they're passionate, um, they know that New Zealand is the number one team in the world and that they hadn't beaten them so they, they'll always front against you. So I certainly think New Zealand weren't caught unawares that they would they would be up for the, t the test match and, and um, be ready to play them at Bankwest. Uh, but I certainly think that their level of physicality, their commitment went up a level that the All Blacks probably quite weren't expecting in that regard. And you could just tell that in, in the game uh, at Newcastle, they, they just really lifted their mindset around making sure that they were accurate in areas they are probably inaccurate at at Bankwest. Um, which was really costly for them. They hardly turned the ball over at a breakdown. Uh, and really, they didn't lose that physical battle. They didn't get bashed around and bullied. Uh, so, geez, can you put your finger on that being attitude? That's always hard. It's always difficult to question whether or not when you go out there, you, you don't have the right attitude to play for the All Blacks. Um, so I would, I would not want to go down that line of saying that their attitude was off. I think probably mentally they just made a slight shift because they... Uh, recognised the shift in the opposition it was more than it's ever been. It was a pretty good performance from Argentina when, when they did um, beat us and create history. Uh, and I think the All Blacks really had to move on and say, well, they've, they've shifted the bar, we've got to shift ours. One of the clues might have been in the team selection. He made three changes, all of them in the forward pack, and all of them made an impact, didn't they? All three of them, particularly Akira Ioane. Yeah, well... We've been debating this in New Zealand for quite a while, haven't we? We, we, we talk about how we get the balance of our, our particularly our loose forwards um, right and, and, and how that works and how they can get in sync and work as a combo. And, and that's what happens with the loose forwards. People sort of say, oh, we, why do you need a big physical six or a hidden six? You know, <laughs> Ruben Thorne probably, you know, copped a lot of criticism, um, you know, to a degree. Other players that have played in that position have in the past as well because they go, well, we don't see them. Where, where are they? What are they doing out there? And that's simply because they're fulfilling a role that is enabling a seven to do his job over the ball if he's a very good seven like that. 
and a number eight to run with the ball and pass the ball and be expansive. Um, so a six has to hit rucks, clean them out, uh, has to just carry the hard yards, not not the, the the glory yards. You know, that's two out from the the, the touch line and you know a last little pass or, or or finishing in the corner. So you know that that's that balance that we're talking about, and I certainly think that. Uh, Akira Ioane is in that mould. Um, he does have a skill set to pass though, so if the All Blacks wanted to adjust and say to Sam Kane, you know, we want you cleaning rucks, not distributing, Akira Ioane could fill that um, role. So, yeah, I, I, certainly the changes that you mentioned helped the dynamic, it, it got the balance right, um, and, and that's probably a work in progress as well as they feel their way through where Artie Savia is fitting into the mix as well. Uh, but. The three of them worked together, and, and I think that helped the flow and um, fluid, the, the fluid nature of the way the Ford pack played, because they all did their roles and stayed in their roles. And one of the other things worth talking about is the scrum. Now, you know, Greg Feek has only just taken over. Uh, he's only had six games to work with these guys, but that was a dominant All Black scrum. And I wonder whether uh, we could talk about Greg Feek himself or the introduction of Nepo Laulala on the tight head side. Uh, I guess a combination of both, really. They're very good at the basics of the game. The All Blacks are really excellent at the basics of the game, and, and that is scrum and line out and kick off reception, um, you know, tackle efficiency, all those things come into that. But those, those big three, scrum, line out, and kick off receipts, um, are very, very good. And I think uh, yeah, when you do fiddle around with the combinations. Um, you know, scrums, scrums very much, much like a backline formation. When, when you've got um, a 10, 12, 13 that play together, they start to know each other's lines and angles. And, you know, when you're under pressure and, and somebody shoots up out of, out of the line defensively, you know that, um, you know, a player will drop, drop back off you if you're a 10 just to change the angle of, of the way that that defender's defending you. And I think scrum is very much the same. When, when the loose head and the tight head are working together with the hooker and then the two back rowers are doing their work as well, you really work as a five. Um, they, they always you know, like to give crap to the, the loose forwards about keeping their shoulders on and pushing um, front rowers. But I, I certainly think that, that the All Black scrum had um, not been as dominant as it had been. They hadn't been getting the quality ball that they wanted to. And, and that would take a little bit of time with Fiki coming in. And, and again, like I said, being forced to make changes. You know, Tuanga Fasi getting his yellow card means, or red card means that they, they, they had to make changes in an area that maybe they were looking to sort of just grow consistency. So they, they tweaked it a little bit and, and um, significantly that scrum was better. And again, I, d I don't think that's a mindset attitude thing that they were slightly off before that. I think it's just a work in progress in getting the right combination and the right players and they certainly had that in, in Newcastle, where their scrum was not just getting parity and good ball, it was actually getting them points, getting them out of trouble, and was really, really a weapon. We'll stay with the forward pack because, um, you know, and look forward now to next year, when uh, I think Brodie Retallica's back in. Uh, they've actually developed uh, quite a bit of depth, haven't they? You just look at that locking area, mm. where if Retallica comes back, you've still got white block and you've got Barrett and you've got Tuipolo too and Young, Tupo Vai, who's come in, so there's real depth there, and it looks like we're building depth in most areas. I'm talking just the forwards here. We'll get to your favourite subject, the back, shortly, but um, uh, things are looking pretty good, and it's going to be a question of who you leave out more than who you put in. Let's face it, Nisbo, the rest of the world's caught up with us a bit. 
and I think the Rugby World Cup showed that. And so for Ian Foster, when he takes over um, after uh, after Rugby World Cup 2019 in Japan, you know where the All Blacks get knocked out in the way that they did, but also leading into that Rugby World Cup, we're starting to drop Test matches. We've dropped Test matches against Ireland. We've dropped Test matches against South Africa. We'd lost to Australia in Perth. The writing was starting to be on the wall a little bit. You can sometimes be very um, weary of making changes of experienced players because that's rolling the dice again and taking risks. But he's shown that he's prepared to do that and he's, he's given opportunities to players. And, 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 and you know, I think Kerry Yuan is a, re a really good um, a case of that. Um, Tupuvai's been given opportunities. He brought back Pakshi Tuapalotu. Um, I think he got a re reinvigorated Dane Coles. Um, because let's face it, probably leading into this season, uh, Cody Taylor was the first choice hooker. But Dane Cole showed that he's still got more petrol in the tank, which was great. So you've, you, you've mixed a little bit of inexperience with experience. Uh, and like you mentioned, there's still players out there that, that um, they probably can still go to. Someone like Luke Jacobson, who was in their mix. Not quite now, but you know, another good tournament next year, he, he could come back into it. So, yeah, that Ford pack's got some real depth about it. The only, the only thing that I worry about is continually trying to experiment. At some stage, you've got to bang that stake in the ground and, and, and have that good, consistent Ford pack that each week you churn out and they are ruthless, they're efficient, they're skillful, uh, and, and they go out there and they lay a platform every week. And you're not tweaking with it all the time, trying to find a different answer. The answer's there, right in front of you. Um, Barring injury, you can rely on that forward pack, and I think that's what was good about that McCaw Reed um, Retallick era, where they were being successful. Was you could pretty much you weren't really waiting for the team to come out. Like you know, like you and I, we're sitting out thinking, oh, I wonder what the team's going to be this week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But 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 that, those successful teams, most punters could sit down and name it. There might be one, two changes from the week before. But in general terms, you could, you could name it from week to week. So that's the balance he's got to get right. I'm interested to see how he, he goes about that next year. Back in the old days, when the All Blacks went on tour, they had one coach, uh, probably had a doctor and a physio. But you know, now we've got endless coaches and guys uh, around the fringes. Um, I wonder, as a result of that, whether the players um, don't think on their feet as quickly as they used to. Uh, in other words, they have a game plan, and if that doesn't work, my God, what do we do now? Uh, they're sort of almost looking to the grandstand. How, how are we going to fix this? You know, looking for some sort of divine intervention. Um, whereas in the old days, they had to work it out themselves. I, I hesitate to use the word old days, but yeah. you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. And, and I guess, you know, that's, that's about having you know, players that have been to the coalface before and and uh, they do think for themselves and, and they do have the ability to uh, be good filters. That's, that's one thing that Wayne Smith taught me and, and it was probably the best piece of advice I've ever had um, from a coach. Single, single piece of advice, which was uh, he, he, when I was going through a bad patch and, and he said, mate, you feel you walking into the changing room or into the um, meeting room and you look like you've got 25 blokes on your shoulders. You, you're carrying a lot of weight, Marshy. What's going on? And I said, look, I'm feeling the pressure, Smithy. People are giving me the shits because they're into me about my passing game and I felt like I'm passing all right, but probably didn't have the greatest game, but they're picking on me in that area. And 
Um, obviously, you know, it's, I'm feeling the pressure of selection. I've got, you know, young players nipping at my heels, wanting my jersey, and yeah, I'm, I'm not enjoying it, mate. And and I'm finding it really tough at the moment. Um, I'm motivated, I'm keen, but uh, you know, it's, it's coming from everywhere. I pick up the paper, or I, I, I don't, want, I want to avoid it, or I turn on the radio and first name that people are talking about is mine and and he said yeah but how do, how do they how do they tell you how to play and I said well they don't but they criticised him he said yeah but that has a complete um, absolutely completely nothing to do with how you play he said what you've got to do is be a, just be a good filter you know we'll be telling you things your people at home will be telling you things your mates will be telling you stuff the general public will be and the odd peanut that you walk into a bar, bar at 12 o'clock at night is going to tell you what he thinks as well. If you listen to everything, you will have 25 blokes on your shoulder. You've got to be a really good filter. You know, push through and go, yeah, you know what? That's good for me. I'll use that. Or just get that out of the way and just let it slip on, slip on by. And I think that's what you've got to be as, as a player. And I think the modern day player, if he has the ability to do that, when he's got information coming in from the trainer, and, and, and uh, the, 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 um, the physios telling them about their body and then their recovery and they've not been recovering properly and then the GPS is telling that he's had a drop off in training week. So he looks at that information and goes, oh God, I was training better than that last week and my heart rate's dropped away and, and then the coach is having a little bit of a dig about the performance. If you don't have the ability as a, as a player to then filter that information but you know yourself best and you know your game best uh, and and if, if you can control that filtering, then you'll get the, the, the right results. And yeah, you're right, there's a lot of information now there available for the players. Statistics and, you know, like I said, GPS systems and all, all the coaches in the world and, and all the information available to you. So that, that's the challenge for those players to, to get that balance right in the environment. Um, if I was to pick someone out of the All Black environment at the moment, uh, I, I would suggest, and you probably have a smile, you probably already are, Dane Coles would come to mind. <laughs> well, you <laughs> would say that. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. That, that, you know, I think he would be just a guy that, you know, he loves the game, he loves to play, he knows what his skills, skills are. And, and you know, um, I would imagine that he's a guy that would be a, 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 a person receiving a lot of information, but would know what makes him tick right there and the rest of it he would just give like that and probably pay tribute to a few things yeah yep got it mate no problem no worries <laughs> of, uh, yep yep sure oh, yeah i'll be doing that but in general you know and those players need to educate the younger players because you don't want your younger players not expressing themselves you don't want someone like caleb clark getting with all his talent getting an overload of information and then playing heavy because he's thinking about too much. A guy like that just needs to be free and easy and do what he does and make sure that he, that he is able to, yeah, take a bit on board, but have old Colsey come up and go, yeah, you know what, mate, that's probably not good for you, don't worry about it. Mm. Just get out there and play, run with the ball. And when I pass it to you, break through a couple of blokes and score, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got this far, Marshy, and we're coming to the end yep. without even talking about the backs. So I just want you to tell us about, uh, I mean, it's been the ongoing dispute about yeah, Moonga at 10, um, Odie at 15, Geordie at 14. Mm. Have we got that bit right? And even the midfield, um, ah. is Jack Goodhue in the right place? Yeah. Can Aaron Smith carry on for another three years? Uh, 
Just give us in a couple of minutes your summation of the backs before we finish. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, probably be a nice way to finish as well. I knew that was coming because the centre thing, you know, we've had a few beers and we've discussed this, and you know my, you know my thought process in that. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I just think at the moment what we've got is an incredibly skillful set of, of backs, uh, and what we're what we're trying to do is find a way to include them all in the game. Um, you know, the, the impact of Will, Will Jordan in Newcastle shows that we've got depth. We hardly saw Damien McKenzie on the tour, and, and you know the guy's incredibly talented. Rico Ioane's played great rugby and had an awesome season, but we're finding trying trying to find him a spot as well. Um, so what what we're doing is we're compromising to a degree because we're we're trying to find a way to get players on the field and we're playing them out of their natural positions, which doesn't sit that comfortably with me. I, I understand it and the process and. And, and, and the thoughts in Rodeo, well, if we can get these players who are very capable of playing that position probably better than anyone else in the world, they could slot into any other team and play that jersey, well, they might as well play it for us. So I'm like, Rodeo, well, I do get that. But how do we get players playing um, at their ultimate every week uh, and, and, and playing in synergy and playing as a team if they are slightly out of position, and look, you know what? what Jack Goodie has played all his rugby at 13. Why is he playing 12? Mm. And Anton Leonard Brown, who played such good rugby at 12 and predominantly plays his best rugby there, has got good vision, good footwork. Why is he playing centre? Mm. You know, like when I think about where Jack Goodie is, is so good, it's when he's got space and time, and, you, and you've got less space and time at 12 because you've got you've got more traffic in there. And Goodhue's strength is the outside break and the ability to, to bring, he's big, he's tall, he's strong and he can reach through tackles even though they can get a, a tackle on him, he can reach through, he's got a great backhanded offload inside and outside and fullbacks can run off him. But when he's in traffic he can't do that, he's relying on trying to bash through two blokes and, um, and, and then try and get an offload away. So you're negating a, a real gift of a player and also you know, you're doing the same with Anton Leonard Brown who for a 12 has got awesome footwork who can put a bit of footwork on, bring two defenders in, free up the space for a good centre. So my mind around that is a little a little sort of cloudy as to why they've all of a sudden made this incredible decision that those guys should play different positions. Um, and then you've got, you know, true wingers. If we, if we go through history, and you'll be able to regale them better than me, of our great wingers, they're wingers, they play wing every week. Then switch to fullback, then switch from fullback to first five, they played wing and they were very good at what they did and you know we talked to Campo during this series and he knew what his job was he knew what his role was he used to go seeking the ball he knew when he had to hold his width um, you know the, the greatest finisher the game has ever seen the most amount of tries by any individual in test matches wingers are wingers and they're born to run they're born to beat players and they know their role um, when you put a guy who plays fullback for the whole season on the wing then he has to adjust the way that he plays, and he doesn't naturally fit in there. When you play, when you put a guy who plays has played most of his rugby at first five, who's got awesome vision, sees the game at fullback, then you, you're you're putting somebody in a position that naturally is not instinctive for him. So he has to make those adjustments. You know, look, Bowden started to play there quite a lot now, and you can see he knows how to play there. And like I said, he can probably play there better than anybody else in the world. Um, but we're very lucky that we have the best players in the world. 
and the best, the, the best wingers. You see every Reese is, um, you know, you know George Bridges is missing. I know Caleb Clark plays on the wing. Um, you know, Rico Iwani is a winger mm. that the Blues decided to play at centre. And now the All Blacks are throwing them at centre. So, you know, why, why are the All Blacks, when they have so much depth and can pick everybody from all over the country, compromising players in their natural position? Still don't think we've got a bad line-up. No. If, we, if we put that back line out that have got players out of position and not playing where they should be, the rest of the world will go, yep, I'll take that back line with yeah. my forward pack. So I'm with it, but my preference is for us to make the harder decisions and play players in position and in their natural positions. If he's a wing, play him on the wing. If he's a fullback, play him at fullback. And if you've got a player that should be, you've got to make the choice. Yep, fair enough. Okay. Uh, a one-word answer to finish. Uh, six test matches played this year, three wins, two losses, one draw, a pass mark out of ten. What would you give it? One word. Seven. Seven. Okay. Good work. All right. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. That's uh, Playmakers for another week. Hope you've enjoyed uh, Justin and I and our various guests uh, throughout the weeks uh, as we've come through uh, this uh, tour to Australia. That's the end of the All Black season. We very much look forward to uh, 2021 and we'll see you next time. <laughs>